All right, welcome back, everyone. Youngsters, I think, episode five. I'm not sure. Lost count. Five's too high for me to count. But um, today we got a lot. We got a lot of Steelers, a lot of Pirates. Uh, welcome back, Dan. Big announcement. Full-time member now, Electric Performance. Uh, also, we got Roberts here, Andrew here, but special guest, local Jags fan to talk about the preseason game. We got Josh here. So welcome, Josh. Hello. Nice to join y'all. <laughs> Josh right. is the rare breed of the Jaguars pirates and penguins fan so two of the three of the probably the longest suffering fan bases in professional sports i don't know why anybody does that to himself but hey he sticks with them so i've i've seen the mass collection of jags jerseys he's got he's has and it is truly incredible some of the names popping up if we ever do a random athlete you know nfl wise that would be at 100 percent See, at least the Jags, though, unlike the Pirates, are willing to spend money. I mean, they still suck, but they spend money. They're willing yeah. to risk. Yeah. Robert, say anything from you before we start? Like the visor? Good afternoon, boys. He looks, like, he, looks like the coach, he looks like the coach from Blue Mountain State. That's who he Robert's <laughs> <Yep>. on. <laughs> uh, he does. <laughs> Nothing new. Right. Let's get after it, boys. All right, let's get after it. We got uh, Steelers preseason. Uh, beat the Jaguars by one point, 16-15. Uh, what do we got? Start off with the quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. start with, start with the QBs. Yeah. So um, I was really impressed by Kenny Pickett. I mean, still small sample size. But he, he's looking strong. He's looking confident. Even the receivers, after the after the game, they're saying Deontay Johnson. They're saying he's comfortable back there. Pat Fryermuth giving him all the credit in the world. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, he looked the best out of the three quarterbacks. Uh, just putting it into perspective, Mitch Trubisky was running for his life most of the night. So I'm not really knocking Mitch here at all. You know, he didn't really get a fair shake. He looked solid with the plays he was making with his legs. Mason Rudolph had a really good game, but look what he was playing against. You know, second half against mostly, you know, third stringers. He did what he should have done as a backup quarterback. He, he dominated that aspect of the game there. But at this point, it does look like it's a two-man show between Trubisky, probably one, Pickett, two, and they can keep Mason as a backup, or this was maybe an audition to see if they can get a fifth, sixth-round pick for him in the trade market. That's that's what I saw. Yeah. Even uh, Tomlin's talking about be saying uh, Mason Rudolph is a varsity starter playing against JV guys. So, I mean, you have him playing a whole second half. But I was impressed with him. I think he looked he looked comfortable for what he is up against. I, I didn't think he did bad. He looks like a safe option right now. He's not, you know, he's not appealing to the eye. And I don't think people at Pittsburgh really <laughs> like him. But I think he's a solid option. I mean, I'm not going to rag on him anymore. I think yeah. he's solid. Solid doesn't cut it in the NFL, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, if you're a bridge quarterback, sure. Or if you are a backup, fine. You could be solid. Um, I just it, – it, it just comes back again to – he was playing against third stringers and that's what he's supposed to do. He's been in the system. He knows what he's doing. Uh, earlier in the week, he was upset that they let him on, so to say. But if you were good enough to start and be the starter and you beat out the other two guys, great. We're in a good, good situation. We're in a great situation, but he's not, he, he needed to, uh, propel himself so much further above Mitch and Kenny. And I just think, if he plays just as good as them, he's not the option for them. It's a it's a two horse race right now, and it's it's Kenny and it's Mitch, and there's either, even rumblings that uh, Coach Tomlin might talk himself into making Kenny Pickett the Week One starter, possibly. Uh, 
I don't I don't know if he could be the week one starter. You know, the offensive line looked so bad last night where if you start him week one with an offensive line that's that bad, I think that will hurt his development more than, you know, do anything good for it. So it's almost like if the line's that bad, do you, you kind of just sacrifice Trubisky and have him start and let Pickett develop until you can shore up that line. But, you know, talking about Mason, the backup and everything, uh, he will never be a Chaz Batch. So Mason, Mason needs to learn his place. Chaz, <laughs> Chaz Batch. He'll never be he'll never be a Bruce Gradkowski. Never. No. Never. Speaking of running for your life, too, yeah. that's what Joe Burrow did all last year, and I'd say he's more talented than Pickett. So, didn't Burrow end up getting hurt? So, I don't know how well that would end up for Kenny. In his Robert, rookie year? Yeah, he got hurt. He's running in, for in yeah, his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. not last so, year. So, I mean, but there's you, you, anybody you talk to, all well, he, the worst you could get is if he turns out to be a Joe Burrow. You know, you hear those comparisons. Do I agree with it? No, but I mean, it's possible. Yeah. But how how do you how do you get any more? Um, you need to get reps. You know, you need to cut your teeth eventually. The the line's not always going to be great. Uh, to to develop an offensive line, it's like a slow cooker. It's not like an instapot. You know what I mean? It takes years to get a solid offensive line. That's why a lot of people forget that we were blessed with a quarterback for eighteen years. But our yeah. offensive line was solid for seven years. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Solid. Yeah, Robert's thoughts, quarterbacks. I was just, I was gonna say, Dan just took the words right out of my mouth. Blessed for the offensive lineman that was pretty much four staples every year, and now it's ragtag. Throw it out there and see what you get. It's, it's not good. But just gotta learn. Kenny looked good. Kenny looked good. Mitch, I mean, scrambling. But Mason, he was playing against third stringers. Do what he's gotta do. Yep. Josh, what did you see from uh, the quarterback standpoint? I tell you what, no, no matter what quarterback it was, Kenny or Trubisky playing behind that O line, I was impressed actually with both of their like their, you know, just the presence knowing when the pockets were collapsing. Now Trubisky's obviously faster, more mobile than Kenny, so I, I say I don't care if Kenny's looking better. You throw Trubisky out there right now, starting. You know, I personally have seen it myself. I thought Blaine Gabbert was going to be a good quarterback. They threw him out there behind it terrible line that makes the one you know the Steelers had last night look like an all pro team you do that you throw Kenny behind that he's going to get happy feet and it's you know I mean he looked amazing though on that final drive what was it 76 he went like six for seven the only incompletion was a clock and he was going against mainly a Jack starting you know starting group and that was maybe the only drive of the game I think that Jacksonville really didn't get pressure the only play I think they did was the holding call on the, the touchdown, the, the, uh, Deontay Johnson, I think, got called back. Now, I don't know who on the Steelers was holding. They didn't announce. I know they announced for the Jaguars who was holding, so I don't know if it's iffy or not. But, I mean, he he had presence. I just would be afraid of throwing him out right now, you know, and get happy feet with that O-line, especially the left side of that was just crumbling no matter what. They threw Daniels out there for a little bit. They threw – was it uh, – I'm trying to think of the other one they threw out, but they basically had two or three starters out there, and they threw them out. Tom threw them out all three quarters to try and get reps. Oh, yeah. Almost the entire game, they did not look good at all on the left side. So I would be really, you know, I really would not want to throw Kenny out there right now. Just, you know, his development, even if he looks good. Well, we can can quickly roll Dan Moore out from holding anybody because he was just looking like a New York City subway (laughs) turnstile all night. So I don't think he was even quick enough to grab somebody as they were going by him or just 
bullying them. But do you think last night, so the Seahawks defense, you know, especially the defensive line is not very good. Do you attribute last night to more of the Steelers O-line being that bad or the Jacksonville front being that much better? What would you say? And that's like something we really don't have that perspective as Steeler fans about Jacksonville's front seven. You know, we know the names we, you know, with that, but what, what do you think, Josh, do you think it was more, do you think it was a combo of both or was it just one or the other? I think it was a combo of both. And I think what this, what uh, Jacksonville was doing more or less is they just kept attacking the left side. They kept on throwing out. They were alternating like Arden key, uh, Trayvon Walker, who's actually looked, like, you know, I was worried about Jacksonville drafting one overall, but so far in the preseason, he's actually looked like the guy who should be a number one overall pick. And uh, Josh Allen, and uh, I think the other one was DeWant's move towards the end of it, like towards the end of, uh, you know, the starters. I think they just kept on picking on that and picking and just putting fresh legs out there. So I don't necessarily think the Steelers line is that bad. I think Jacksonville has a revamped front seven, and I think they're going to be they're going to be good. I know in the preseason game they played against the Browns when they had the starters out, they stuffed the run game. They're not necessarily the best at pass rushing. So I think it's kind of a combo right now of maybe they don't know what they're doing on the left, left side of the, uh, you know, the left side, which is kind of bad when you only have what, two, three weeks left until first game of the season. Yeah. Two. Yeah. There's one preseason game left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's boy them. Well, and yeah. you you look at the Steelers line too. They signed Mason Cole and James Daniels, which there's your center, there's your right guard. Chucks at right tackle was pretty established heading in. So really the left side of the line, Dan Moore looked okay as a rookie last year, but he needed to take a big step this year. And then that right guard battle, Kendrick or Kendrick Green has been getting the starting nod. Kevin Dotson hasn't been available. So by necessity, yeah. it's been Kendrick Green. So that left side of the line, like it, it really was exposed last night. And especially what Josh said about them loading up that left side and just attacking it. It was pretty evident that that's where the weak side of the Steelers line is. You know, there's no doubt about it. And that's the worst side of the line to have the weak side. That's your, that's your backside. Excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, your back's turned to that. So you got to feel that pressure. You got to feel that pocket collapse. But I saw a couple of plays where Kendrick Green looked like he was in a blender. He was just all over the place. <laughs> like, you know, and guys are blowing past them. You know, they're bull rushing them. Um, he can't couldn't play center, and now he can't play guard. I, I really hope Dotson gets healthy and gets back out there because he had a phenomenal rookie year. And yeah. it was his second year he was okay, too. But he kind of fell off. So there shouldn't even be a battle for that left guard position. But there is because Dotson's hurt, and he's kind of lackluster right now as well. Yeah, I mean he he's an absolute mauler when he's out oh, yeah. there playing. Like he's he was honestly his rookie year, one of my favorite linemen on that team to watch. Last year is like he took a little step back, and then this year you're battling Kendrick Green, which yeah, no offense, but you should not be in a position battle with Kendrick Green on the offensive line if you're in the NFL. Like Mike Tallman says, he's a road grader. You know, that's yeah. a Tallmanism for you. I'll throw one out there, and that's what uh, Dotson is. But he's just not healthy. And I don't know if he was dealing with an injury last year or just kind of disengaged, mm-hmm. but you, you hope that he comes back and finds that sparky that his rookie year. Cause he, like Tomlin said, was a road grader. The guy was yeah. moving people. So is that why you think the run game was so bad last night too? Cause I mean, you can't have Mitch Trubisky being your second leading rusher at 10 yards. <laughs> I mean, you can't have that. It was just so pass heavy. Do you think they're still trying to find the starting quarterback that they're just, Focusing just all on passing, or do they know the run game's that bad without Najee Harris here? 
Probably, yeah. I mean, after nausea, it's a pretty big drop-off. I mean, you know, I had my initial 53-man roster, and the uh, one of the updates I did was Benny Snell. You know, I think he sticks around maybe as the third down back now, but Jalen Warren's looked really good. You know, every time he touches the ball, he seems to get positive yards. He runs hard. You know, him and, and Snell's special, special teams, I think that kicks McFarland off the roster because he didn't have – a very good game last night. You know, we he looked good in that first preseason game. You know, he was running with an edge. He was, you know, hitting the gaps he needed to look real. And then, you know, it's like Jekyll and Hyde with him. You know, one game he's good, one game he's, you know, it's just not always there. So uh, I think, you know, after nausea, obviously there's a big drop off. But I'd say they know by now that Trubisky is going to be the starter and Pickett will probably be the number two. But I think there's just so many issues on that offensive line, you know, trying to get the cohesiveness, you know, to come together. Like Dan said, it's not an instant pot. You know, it's it's going to take time. And that's something that, especially with a lot of divisional games early on in the season, that you can't afford to have. You need that. You, you can't be having position battles going into the last week, especially on the offensive line. That's re- usually reserved for, all right, we have our starting linebackers. We're going to see who's going to be backing up, you know, who's making the roster. You don't want a position battle on your blind side too, especially for any of the quarterbacks. So that's going to be a big problem. With the line being so bad, I think that even makes a case for Mason to not even be on the team anymore because he's not a mobile quarterback. He stands in the pocket. He's just going to get killed. So what's the point in keeping him? Here's my question is, why is it the tale of two games? Uh, the first game, they couldn't pass block, and everyone – you talk to you're like oh well they're they're better at the run they're better at run blocking and then they, they what did they go uh 24 or no 14 yards 24 for 24 yards. carries last night or do i have that reversed um yeah 14 for 24, 24 yards 14 for 24 so how do you you know oh well they're they're gonna be able to to, to run block but if you ask me they they weren't able to and i don't care if you have Najee harris back there i don't care if you have barry sanders back there well maybe barry <laughs> be able to make something happen but i, I mean Najee's a great athlete right is he really gonna take that those 14 carries and turn it into 100 yards no, no. if you're lucky he gets 60 out of those 14 50 out of those 14 if you ask me with with how bad that blocking was and and I just can't wrap my head around. Well, well, they're better at the at the run block. It, you know, they'll run block just fine, and they didn't. Yeah. Going back at it, do you think picking Najee was stupid because we don't have mm. a line for it, or do you think the line will be better yeah. in a couple years before we run him into the ground? Because the career length for running backs isn't that long, and if he's gonna be getting run into the ground like this with this kind of line, I don't think his is gonna be any longer. It wasn't a bad pick. That's. Th- that's the perfect pick to make then because he's best athlete available. Uh, and you just got to go out and spend some money on some offensive linemen. Really? I mean, who else were you going to take there at that spot? I mean, I've seen a, a lot of people like want to take what Creed Humphrey, the chief center that was, I think I had taken the second round last year, but you know, you take him it, it, and the Najee pick shapes out. I'd much rather have Najee and Frymuth than, you know, they were talking about Tevin Jenkins, you know, getting drafted by the Steelers, who's had a back problem. He might get traded from the Bears in his second year. You know, there's a lot of stuff. You can go back and look at it, whatever. I, Najee was the pick last year. It allowed them to get Pat Fryermuth, which the offense is loaded with weapons now. It's they went out, they spent some money on the offensive line this year, but you also need, you know, like Kendrick Green. That's going to, I think, gonna just be a whiff of a pick. It's going to be up there with the Devin Bush, uh, Jarvis Jones, Farty Burns. Burns. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's going to be right up there with all of them. All right, Robert's thoughts on uh, the line or running back situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny Snow, he impressed last night. I watched a lot of the game last night. Got a couple yeah. passes out of the backfield. Yeah, his rushing wasn't that good. Didn't yeah, he have, like, but, three rushes for negative two, or is it two rushes for negative three? I can't remember, but... But then I saw the McFarland. He got blown over three or four on uh, pass blocks. He just couldn't hold his own. I mean, he's 5'8", like 150, yeah. soaking wet, I think. So, <laughs> yeah. He got ripped off the field like a Mr. Yuck sticker. So, I don't, <laughs> don't know about that. But, Josh, yeah. what do you see on the running running back side of it, at least for the preseason game? You know, it, it confuses me. I'm looking at it right now, and you have seven, eight different running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they Benny three. There was I don't know if they were like what they were doing, but I figured they would maybe try to have some sort of consistency. I mean, I know Najee's going to be number one. Try and figure out a number two to me. Just it didn't seem like it was there enough. Benny, they did get involved in the passing game, and he obviously had a great touchdown. You know where he? Uh, I don't know who was the linebacker. I think it was maybe Chad Muma. Uh, the rookie, he, he, you know, he kind of stiff armed and extended in, which is nice, but he's not like a power back. And, and maybe part of that is, you know, with the line right now, you know, Najee with that line can do miracles. You know, he can have a bad line and still do stuff. The, the one that surprised me, and I don't know if Matt Canada was calling at this point or who was play calling. And I understand, I think this was second, third stringers. Did he learn nothing from when, um, I can't think that he was, he, he coached for the Chiefs. He was a Steelers. Offensive coordinator for the longest time. Terrible. He just called screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. Three plays in oh, a row. Todd Haley, who he yeah. didn't get beat up outside Tequila Cowboy. <laughs> Look like somebody else outside Tequila Cowboy. <laughs> I know it's you know, second, third graders are trying to mix it up, but in a preseason, I'll give him that. But I just saw that and was like, and just looking right now, you know, the Every quarterback, I think, except for Mason, had a run. So you have five running backs, wide receiver with rushes, and then two quarterbacks, and there's just no consistency to, like, try and figure out who could possibly be Najee's backup if anything goes wrong. I, I mean, yeah. that doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen because – but if something like that were to happen, I don't see anything here where they have a clear number two or who maybe Jalen Warren is who they – yeah. yeah. Well, statistically, too, you don't want to see Mason Rudolph outside the pocket because I believe if we're looking at the advanced saber metrics, 50% of his runs outside the pocket end up with them unscrewing his face mask on the field and <laughs> carting him off. So that's just helmet swung at him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not something you want to see. Looking yeah. like the great kazoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. All right, so is that it for the running game? I mean, there's really yeah. not much on it. Kind of embarrassing, honestly. But we'll move on to the receivers. Who are you guys impressed by? Personally, I thought Chase Claypool was out for one series, but he had an impressive catch. Shades yeah. of greatness, maybe. Great ball by uh, Trubisky, too, by the way. But one reception, 29 yards, not bad. What do you guys think? I mean, Pickens was quiet this week. Offense, mm-hmm. the receivers were quiet for the most part. I mean, Chase Claypool's catch was probably – Aside from Frymuth had that big gain, it was, you know, I didn't really put too much stock in the, especially what the starting receivers were doing this week. So, yeah, I, it was whatever. Yeah. Dan? Yeah, st- status quo there. I mean, Claypool, nice catch, perfect ball. If he would stop getting up, and I hate that. 
Act like you've been there because that's what got you in trouble before in that two-minute drill. You want to get up, oh, I got a first down. Yeah, first <laughs> Stop it. And then was that uh, Kenny put that ball on Fryermuth there, the like yeah, 30 yeah. seconds left in the half. A great ball. Uh, perfect route, too. I mean, he, he ran himself open on that route. Uh, I Kind of blown coverage, I guess. But, yeah, uh, for the most part, receivers are quiet. But those, those two stand out, those two plays. And Kenny's willing to take the hit there, too. You don't see that a lot from young yeah, guys. Yeah, stand right, yeah. right in the teeth of the, the defense, you know, barreling down. But, you know, got to yeah, take the hit to make the play. <laughs> All right, Roberts, what about you? Nothing. Deontay, like usual, but like uh, you, you guys still at Chase Claypool. Looks like that guy, hopefully a big year. He's, he's expecting 1,300 yards, they said, on the telecast. Ah. I, I don't know. That's coming. Yeah, down. and I was expecting to win the billion dollar lottery, but I guess those both aren't going to happen because he's not. If he gets thirteen hundred yards, that'd be phenomenal. But I don't see that happening. No. You taking the over the under on that, Roberts? If you're a betting, under. If you were a betting man. <laughs> yeah, if I was a betting man, you know, I'm not a big better, but uh. Looks like you just got off a ten hour shift on the blackjack table. That's what. That's what the visor. <laughs> that visor, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not good, man. Are we Josh, sure he's just hasn't it. been in Vegas for the past like month? And I don't know if you've been in Indy. You might have been, you know, mm. World Series of Poker. I don't know, playing with some uh, here. Phil Kessel. Yeah, like, I don't know. Baccarat or something, huh? <laughs> Mississippi stud. You a stud Baccarat. guy? No. Oh. Roulette table. No. You just strictly, strictly blackjack. Strictly the BJs. Get eh. the BJs. <laughs> go play some stud. You'll love it. Mississippi stud. I'll take you down to the Rivers. We'll go play. Maybe September first. You can stop it. That's fine. <laughs> Probably won't be sober, but it'll be good. Nah, I but, worked uh, that night. Sorry. <laughs> but no, that's that's about it. Yeah. Josh, what did you see from the receiver side? Anyone impress you? I mean, Chase Claypool's catch over Trey Herndon was was pretty spectacular. I mean, that was probably the prettiest ball I think Trubisky's ever thrown. Um, other than that, you know, George Pickens, two catches, six yards. I think he's telling Campbell, but I don't even think coverage really mattered there because you have you guys addressed Trubisky. Most of the game was luckily he wasn't getting his ba- his brains beaded in by the defense. He was kind of just you know pocket closing and then running and just tossing it up. So I'm not going to really knock Pickens on that at all because you know it wasn't his fault. He wasn't uh, getting the targets there. I would have so, liked to see from him after, especially after like all the highlights in camp and you know mm-hmm. what I in Seattle. But I, there's no knocks there on him. Did we lose the Motsis? I don't think so. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. You guys were frozen yeah. there for a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. You. oh boy. Yeah, you guys were, <laughs> you weren't moving. <laughs> we're just standing we really still. Now. Yeah. All right. So that's all I got on uh the offense really. If you guys any last thoughts on it. I was gonna say I was gonna say something. Uh Trevor Lawrence, I will say if we're going, you know, I mean the game, Trevor Lawrence is looking good. He is looks like he's about to take that next step into from year one to year two. Do you have a Trevor Lawrence jersey, Josh? No, because every rookie I get a jersey of somehow gets injured, hurt, whatever. Last uh, brand-new rookie jersey I got is Jalen Ramsey. He twisted his ankle, and then obviously we know what happened there. This year I get Devin Lloyd because I didn't want to jinx uh, Trevon Walker. Lloyd's been out almost all preseason with the calf in. <laughs> so should you be publicly apologizing to these players that you're buying their jerseys and it's like – Basically, they know they're going to blow a knee out or something. It's at like that the point. Madden curse. 
I tell you what, I think it started pretty good, you know, scheme going on. Whatever team wants me to curse a player for a week, send me the money and I'll buy their jersey. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that's actually go buy a Watson jersey. I want that guy out of the league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't need him near the training tables, allegedly. I, I don't know. We don't want. We don't. We don't want him hurt. We don't want him and hurt. They, That's they like, had the. They had yeah. like the national massage uh, convention in Cleveland yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, he should have been. That's a whole different can of It should have been a year at least for him. I mean, come on, have some common sense. He was salivating like a butcher's dog when he heard that they were gonna. That's why he signed there. I heard. He caught wind. Oh. And, you know, they had it. They had it posted months in advance. They're like, "Oh, I need to go to that national massage convention there in Cleveland." I mean, it it, it kind of would make sense because no one willingly goes to Cleveland to play football. So that you know, there there had to be something up there. But yeah, um, that's it. He's he's still suspended for uh, less games than he should be. It's yeah. whatever. I mean, you know, it's not whatever. But you know, what can any anybody do? The rulings there. Uh, yeah, I just think it's an embarrassment, but we'll we'll move on from that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go over the defense side. We'll start D line. Uh, what do you what do you guys see D line wise? Demarvin Leal had a sack, so uh, good game for him. The defense line uh, status quo. I mean, nothing really stood out there. Um, yeah, uh, it's pretty much set. You know, you have Cam Hay- Cam Hayward, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, Tyson. Hello, hello. Yeah, you got all those guys. You got the depth pieces. There's not too many battles there. It just probably depends how many they keep. But I'd say that's probably one of the Steelers' most solid positions going into the year. Yeah, they they got those three, and then you're going to put Wormley in there to give a guy a blow here and there. And I think that's going to play well for the depth pieces. You got Wormley, and I can't remember who else. But they'll come in, keep fresh legs going, keep stopping the run, You know, get some pressure on the quarterback if they can. I, it, status quo. Yeah, yeah, you have a uh, warmly, like you said, uh, Isaiah Loudermilk, Demar. Yeah, Leo. Loudermilk. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, no Henry Mondo. Uh, oh, I love that boy. name. <laughs> it's a phenomenal name for a defensive tackle. But in a little foreshadowing, Pittsburgh random Pittsburgh athlete of the week will be a defensive lineman for this week, and it is going to be phenomenal. Oh, but um, yeah, oh yeah, it's it. I don't want to brag, but I got Najee Davenport. Won the won the pool, so I'm one and zero on the year. Uh, the dump truck comes away with another victory. <laughs> dropped his dropped his load for a first place finish. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah, I mean defensive line. Would you say 97 yards on 30 attempts rushing? You think that's all right for them? Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if you look, 30 attempts that's a lot. That, yeah. That's a lot in a pass heavy league now. Um, a lot of teams don't go to the run, but that's a lot of attempts. 97 yards, that's not bad. What's the, what's the math on that? Let me do get somebody like else. Three yards per carry. Three yeah, yards per carry. That's not terrible. Off, yeah. That's not terrible. Um, yeah. So did, did they break any big ones to like inflate that average? Because, I mean, you got to look at that too because I don't remember one getting busted off or anything. Um, so if you take it three yards, three yards a pop, yeah, I, I can live with that. Looks who like the longest was 12 yards by Trevor Lawrence. So I mean, so who do you who do you think Josh is starting at running back for Jacksonville? Because I saw James Robinson's gonna be ready for Week One, but do you think ETN starts? I, I think ETN gets a start, uh, whether J Rob's healthy or or not. Um, he just looks explosive out of the hole. You know, I he's not a 
necessarily what I call power back. I think he's kind of small, like what, 6'1", 6'2", maybe. He's more slender. If they're going to use a power back right now until J-Rob's 100% healthy, it's going to be uh, Snoop Connor, who kind of had some nice runs towards the end of the game, maybe three, four yards here and there. But then once the Steelers, I mean, at the end of the first half, uh, Zero defense kind of got caught, you know, caught all of it and started stuffing the run. So, and that was without Cam playing. I don't think Cam played last night. No, no, no. I think he's the only one. Did Larry Ogunjobi play either? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, he did. Cause he, yeah, they're getting around blocks pretty easily too. I think there's one play he got around on pretty well. So that was a good sign. But Roberts, any thoughts on the D line? Nothing. I just see all the McDermott's and everybody else in Pittsburgh sharing the same meme on uh, Instagram. So we got to stop that here. It's <laughs> what the the TJ Watt meme. We it's it's oh breaking breaking the ice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't see uh, it. Now I gotta go look at it. Now nah, the Steelers all they did was post like, hey TJ Watt looked like he was giving someone like a German suplex or something. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, that's basically it. But uh, was it Trevor Lawrence? Was it that play? Yeah. Yeah, no so let's move on to, like, linebackers then. So I, I was impressed to see uh, T.J. Watt back, business as usual, get a nice sack on Trevor Lawrence. Thought he was going to do the kick celebration, but he held back. He kept it classy. He saw it as a preseason game, so he held back a little bit. What do you yeah. guys think? Well, it, it, it was nice to see uh, number 10 overall pick, Devin Bush, get three tackles up from his grand total zero last year. So, uh, you know, that quote he had during the week, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be the NFL next year. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure of that because you're on the same path as Artie Burns where he may be fighting for a roster spot with the Seahawks next year. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, come on. Like, that's the most tone-deaf response I've heard. You are you have the green – like we talked about last week. You have the green dot. You're supposed to be the leader of this defense, and you literally just don't care. I don't. I, I thought Mark Robinson had a really good game last night. And right now, I would say it's former Jacksonville great Miles Jack. Sorry, Josh. Uh, <laughs> at the inside linebacker position, freight train Bobby Spillane. And, I mean, Mark Robinson maybe making a push. You know, throw him in the mix. He got that dog in him. Devin Bush apparently doesn't. I'd say you start throwing whoever into that backup job there. Because one of them's willing to tackle, one of them's not. And as a linebacker, boom. That makes your decision that much easier. I don't care if you invested how many draft picks into trading up and taking them. At the end of the day, if he's not putting the effort in, not giving you and the team the best chance to win, to hell with where you drafted him. Play play who's willing to go in there and make the dirty plays. Yeah. Even just like attitude-wise, it kind of left a bad bad taste in my mouth. Like That just goes to show you don't care about where you are now. You really don't care about how the season's going to go. So why even make that guy one of your defensive leaders? He doesn't care. That like, from a coaching position, I wouldn't even give him the green dot. That'd be off his helmet, like ASAP. What do you guys think? For me, uh, I heard that, and I listened, like I said earlier, uh, to Sports Talk Radio when I'm at work, and they replayed it and replayed it and replayed it. So I had to go on Twitter and watch it, and it kind of made my skin crawl. It like pissed me off. Right? You're sitting there, you're chewing your gum looking down at the ground, you ain't even looking at any reporters in the eyes. That just shows that you just don't have, you don't have it. And you think that you're so entitled that, oh, I'll still be in the league. No, you won't. If you're not performing now and the Steelers cut you, release you, they didn't pick up your fifth-year option, so they're not going to resign you. You're you're an unrestricted free agent, whatever you want to call it. Nobody's going to want to take 
the chance on you because you have an attitude problem. You think you're entitled. You act like you're the, the God's gift to earth, and you don't even want to go stop the run. You, you want to be passive. You want to get caught up in the wash. So to me, it, it's, it's, it's an attitude thing, big time, and that's not somebody that I want in my locker room Number one, number two, leading my defense. Because that, that is your, like we said last week, that's the quarterback of the defense, and that's a big role. And everybody's going to look to you for assignments and all that. If you're if you're not there mentally, and you just think you're entitled, then and your athleticism will get you to your to the point. Sometimes it will, but it hasn't for him. And I'm 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 so over Devin Bush. I'm so over it. And look at the comparison between Terrell Edmonds, who they didn't pick up his fifth year option last year. He knew he was going into the season playing for his next contract. And as much as people say he's a bust, you know, he was drafted too early. There's no yes. doubt about that. But I have never had a problem with Terrell Edmonds because that is a guy who's up in the box. He's making the plays. You know, he may not be uh, – he's no Minka Fitzpatrick, but he's a solid player who comes in, busts his ass, has a good attitude, and he's a team player. And then you have Devin Bush in the same exact scenario as he was last year not giving a shit about him being in Pittsburgh. He's looking for it. I'll be somewhere next year. I wouldn't be so sure of that. A, a team will take a flyer on you just because of your pedigree and what could yeah. be. But if you keep this attitude up, you keep playing like the way you are, you're not, you're not going to be in the league you know, that much longer. It's not a given. There's, there's well, eight guys behind you on any given team that want to take your spot and will put in the work for that. It comes back to me is like the comparison you got to, like you said to Terrell Edmonds, but I think of Bud Dupree, right? Bud come out. They didn't pick him up his fifth year up and he came out and he played his ass off and he went and got paid. Now, does it help that you have TJ Watt? You have a defensive player of the year on the other side. So, you know, you got, you know, a dynamic player on the other side. So maybe you don't get as much attention by, you know, you don't get the best tackle on that side because you're on the front side, you know, you're on the right side. So you're not going to get the best tackle, but, Regardless, he came out and he busted his ass. It, it's it, it's back to the entitlement, and he just thinks, like you said, his pedigree is you know should keep him in the league, and it shouldn't. It, it just shouldn't. Yeah, Robert, what do you think? I've been saying it every week. Get rid of the guy. The guy stinks. <laughs> uh, we can propose a Devin for Devin swap. Devin Lloyd to the Steelers. Devin Bush to Jacksonville. What do you What do you think? <laughs> I veto that right now. <laughs> Josh, yeah, if you if you could if you could do us a favor, could you buy a Devin Bush jersey? Lots. If you send me the money, I will do. <laughs> Give me your Venmo. Sort of ramen cigar, you know, sort of prayer over his. I don't know if you know. Instead of Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball, if I need to say Devin Bush make a play or a tackle, I can do that. <laughs> You'll be like the voodoo doll that will just send random shit to like you know. And I will do it. You're going to have random jerseys just showing up on your doorstep if that actually does happen. That's right. You can always just go pick out Rio's closet, though. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm hoping he turns it around. Like, each week it just seems like it keeps stacking on, like, just making me dislike him more and more. But I just can't get behind him. Like, it's going to come to a point where I just can't even root for the guy. Like, and it's just preseason. The real season hasn't even started yet. But, I mean, yeah. he did have, what, four tackles. So, big upgrade, too, like yeah. you said. That's all, all I got on the linebackers, really. Bobby Moe, Bobby Spillane. 
he uh he led the way with what i think he had eight tackles but i mean not bad not bad so uh where are you moving on to next dbs going the db secondary you want to start uh, business as usual back there too you know nothing really stood out trey norwood didn't play as well as he did in the first preseason game but i really don't think that matters but um yeah i mean it's pretty much set aside from uh maybe you know with the killer being hurt most of camp and carl joseph out for the year with anthony miller that's kind of a blow to the depth there in the secondary but i still don't see justin lane making the team I don't see any undrafted rookies making the team. I think James Pierre kind of has a firm hold on that last corner spot. And then it's Minka, Terrell Edmonds, and you got the safe, some of the safety depth behind them. But I think that's pretty much set, too. Justin Lane did have an interception. That might have been the worst thrown ball I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? Who threw that effort? Who's your third string? E- EJ Perry? I think they signed him yeah. from, like, USFL, or he just graduated uh, their, their football league, I think. Put that on the trophy case if that means anything to you. Getting preseason interception from EJ Perry. Yeah, I mean that's it was. I think was it a curl route or I mean he threw the ball like to the right, like ten feet behind him. Justin Lane just standing there. (laughs) Think it was a curl inside, and he threw it twenty yards outside to the sideline. Yeah. Either way, it wasn't even close. So let's see. He pulled the old Blaine Gabbert. He turned into Blaine Gabbert there for a second and just threw a horrible interception. Yeah, it, I, I saw that live and, like, honestly thought at first the ball, like, I thought it went to the sideline and then I see him return. I'm like, I, I don't know what you were seeing, my guy, but that is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no truth. It did look – did you guys feel like the Steelers' uh, secondary is getting picked apart, though, kind of at the beginning? So that's what, sure that's what I was, did. Yeah, they didn't yeah. look too good. Yeah. I mean, that was that was Trevor Lawrence. So was that the first string probably offense, too? Yeah. I think the first string played almost the whole first half. I will say, though, uh, Cam Sutton almost made an amazing interception. I know it's almost, but he led Trevor Lawrence that whole play, and I honestly was surprised it just won't right through his fingertips on that. Yeah, they're, they're talking about how good of a ball that was and how you got to, what, throw it to the second tier of the defense or something. And there's, what, probably about a foot – underneath that ball still but i mean he got cam sutton was outreached the whole way i mean it's a good pass too i'll give trevor lawrence all the credit but and that was that was the jersey swap after the game on of him and saw that that might be one of the most lopsided ones uh trevor lawrence and cam sutton jersey swap i'm sure i'm sure that's going right in the front of trevor lawrence's collection well trevor lawrence gave him the matumbo (laughs) too though he wagged his finger at him after so that might have played a little bit they memed on him a little bit yeah i would you see that yeah, go ahead. quick because uh, that's the play I was going to actually bring up. I think if he jumps just a second later, he, he gets that because he was already stretched out. He was already up there. I think if he waits one say, I mean, he read him like a book the, the whole way. He knew where it was going. Great pass. But I think if he, he waits another split second, he picks that off and he comes down with it. He was just just at his apex already and it was just over. him. But other than that, I mean, secondary status quo. Yeah, Ben Roberts. Anything else? That's it. Yeah, touchdown. Uh, question for Josh: Better NFL career? Don't think about it. Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett. Uh, I got. I'm going to have to say Kenny, and the only reason I'm saying it is the Steelers have a history. Jacksonville 
until they are not who they are, they are who they are, which is losers. They have had one winning season in like 13, 14 years. And until they, you know, fix it, you know, you just got to stay, you know, being a loser. You are who you are until you prove otherwise. But, but they did beat the Steelers in the playoffs that year. So a little bit of bragging rights for the Jags. Leonard that, Fournette that, had more rushing touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell and Hines Field that year. Just, just so you know, mm-hmm. they are who we thought they were. <laughs> the Jags were losers. They are who we thought they were. It walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. It's a duck. <laughs> yeah. Jags. Oh, one more, one more note I had on Kenny Pickett. He embarrassed uh, the starter so bad on the defensive side that Jaguars coach said he kept him out in the second half for a series too. I think. Or what happened there? Yeah, he kept him out, I think, for the first series because he, he switched like maybe one or two starters on that final drive, just like, ah, whatever. And it was a combination of Kenny playing really good. And then I think there's like, what, 49, 48 seconds left. I think they got the ball. There were like, I think Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen just were kind of like lollygagging. And some were like, they just didn't take it serious until all of a sudden they got in the red zone. And were like, oh, shit. Like, I know this is preseason, but we better, you know, do what we need to do. And they didn't take it serious. And Kenny actually looked really good. Well, we do, we do have Doug Peterson on the call right now. (laughs) I I just had an epiphany. It looks like a young Doug Peterson. (laughs) The lettuce coming out of the top. Yeah. You got to flip that that thing upside down and backwards there, bud. (laughs) Do you have a Carson Wentz jersey in your closet? I need to know. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> but, but, uh, that, that's all I got on the Steelers. Any final thoughts? Special teams, uh, people are buying into the uh, Chris Boswell miss. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see it, but, I mean, the guy's been reliable, but yeah, it happens. It was his first kick of the year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a missed kick away from beating up a paper towel dispenser down at the yeah. Sheets in New Alexandria. Uh, I think we're pretty safe. We're getting frosted tips. Right, oh, the frosted tips for something else. Uh, I, I do have something to touch on. I'm going to switch the roles on you, Ryan. I'm going to ask a question because the national media gives a lot of love to certain coaches in that. Uh, local media, maybe not so much. So – like I said earlier, I listen to sports talk radio when I'm at work and overnight JR, uh, JR on the JR sport brief. He always does a top six list every Wednesday and a Thursday. And this one was the top six coaches. He would have coach his team right now this year. And it went Shanahan six, Vrabel five, Reed at four, Tomlin at three, Belichick at two and Sean McVay at one. Do you think – no, I, I know that the national media loves Mike Tomlin. Do you think we give him too much of a hard time because of his re, – or not recent, but his lack of playoff success, the lack of winning in the playoffs? You have, what, one playoff win in 12 years, something like that. But you kind of hang your hat on the, I've never had a losing season, which is tough to do in, in any sport, especially football. And then when you look at it, with playoff success, it sucks – but even to get there is tough because half of the playoff teams flip every year. There's not a lot of consistency there. So I just wanted to know if you guys felt like he was too high on that list, where you would rank him maybe on that list. Would you have him in your top six? Would Do you want him to be, or is there a better coach out there that you would want to have? I think, you know, he gets a lot of undeserved grief from the Steelers fan base because, like you said, 
no losing seasons. He's consistently making the playoffs. And if you look at the baseline for him as a coach, he's probably about a 7.5, 8 out of 10 every year. And there's been years where he should have been, you know, a 9 or a 10 where he hasn't lived up to his potential that his teams have. And I shouldn't say he has. And then there's been years, like a couple years ago, you know, Doc Hodge is the quarterback. They still finish 500 where he should have been way down there, but he's yeah. elevating that team. So I think there's years where they definitely do underachieve a little bit, especially in the playoffs. But if you look across the NFL, almost every team would take him as their head coach in a heartbeat. Yeah, not much better. I think we all know Yenzers. They jump to the, the highest of conclusions. When something bad happens, it's always fire, insert name here. Like, get rid of whoever. So, like, we all give him a hard time. It's But he's a Hall of Fame coach, no doubt. And not and I think the Steelers have the farthest time in between losing seasons. I think it was, like, 2005. So yes. he's been there for, yes. what, 13 out of those years, maybe? Yeah. So, impressive. I mean, I'll give him all the credit in the world. Hall of Fame coach, love the guy. Roberts? 18 years consistency, man. The organization. Can't can't eat that. They're obviously doing something right. Yep. Josh, what do you think? Outside perspective. If Steeler fans want to complain and, and moan about, you know, having Mike Tomlin as a coach, all I have to say is try having urban development for 13 games. <laughs> Not even a full season, just 13 games. I made a joke this offseason when they were looking for a head coach. He said, you know, we had the first overall pick. I had a list of coaches where I, I said, you know what? It comes to the point where I would trade this first overall pick for a lit for like, I gave top five coaches just for culture change. I would, I would, Tom would be like a top three coach. I would change. I would trade for a pick, like a number one overall pick just because of the culture change. And uh, I listened recently to the pivot podcast, which is, I think it's Fred Taylor and Ryan Clark. And they said, there is no player that they've ever played with who will not go out there and play their ass off from Mike Tomlin, maybe Devin Bush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he is like the most beloved coach in the NFL. So that's where I stand. Like as an outside perspective, I would kill to have that guy as a head coach in the NFL. He brings consistency. Now, the only thing I have to question that is there have been rumblings that he's lost the locker room in the past. Look at the AB, you know, with the FaceTime or the Instagram live and stuff like that. Le'Veon Bell. And that, that, Back then, that's the only time I think that you can blast Mike Tomlin for underachieving is when you have Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, you got to come away with a Super Bowl championship. One of those, yeah, because they were what, like the number one receiver in the league, number one running back in the league, and Ben was like a top five quarterback in the league, and their defense was was solid. So do you underachieve there? But then you look back to, like you said, Andrew, the Devlin Hodge, or uh, Duck Hodges, year and you finish 500 you should be praised for that which i agree i i get that they underachieved with bell brown rothsberg and their primes but you know there there was a lot going on behind the scenes i think that he had to use a lot of his energy i mean you had the whole mark tavis bryant you know situation going there and then who knows how crazy ab and Le'Veon were in the locker room where he was probably trying to deal with that and, I mean, that came to light as soon as they left Pittsburgh. So, yeah. I, I give them props for even just managing to keep that under wraps. Whatever happened there, we'll never know. But even aside from that, you know, that probably took some energy away from, you know, obviously it's a huge distraction for a team, a coach. But they definitely underachieved those years where they were in their primes. But it's a tough situation just because of we don't know what was going on in that locker room. And, you know, I wouldn't say it would be as much losing the locker room as just trying to keep them in check. 
because I think that was just beyond, you know, if each if you try and get them in line, they were not going to they were not yeah. going to listen to anybody. So yeah. that's just a tough scenario for him to be in. But I think overall he played that really well. And yeah. I think there's a, another local guy who called them the toxic twins for a reason. So, I yeah. mean, if you take that into account, like, yeah, that's going to that's going to wear on you and yeah. you're going to have to spend resources you wouldn't want to like mentally and, and try and deal with that. I got you. I mean, look I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, under under Tomlin, you didn't see uh, a star receiver showing up to Latrobe in a hot air balloon with a frozen foot. So, I mean, <laughs> I'll True. consider that a win. True. That's what I was going to say. In the span of a few years after AB leaves, look what happens. He, he's riding a hard, hot air balloon. He almost loses a foot. Crop dusts his uh, masseuse or whatever, his doctor. <laughs> and then he's throwing, throwing dick, deuces. Dick-sized candy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, throwing, uh, he's throwing deuces up at MetLife Stadium half naked. So, and, and he was throwing patio furniture off that balcony and hit a kid. But even before he left here, he was doing 120 on McKnight Road. Where? And that was the worst. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Where do you do 120 on McKnight Road? Somebody somebody explain that to me. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that's all I got to see. Looking back on that, what an absolute circus. <laughs> Just that one guy. He's a three-ring yeah. ring circus by himself. And think yeah. about the way he talked to John Gruden and the Raiders. Was it Mike Mayock, the GM? Just the stuff yeah. he was calling them and releasing, like, voicemails and stuff like the dude just went loco uh, does does he sign with uh dallas no no, no. Retire Steeler. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing jerry World needs is ab running around <laughs> <laughs> he had a better chance showing up at wrestlemania when isn't dallas than playing for the cowboys <laughs> royal rumble 30th entrant yeah <laughs> It'd be, he'd be That's scripted, the, music. He'd be scripted the win, but get pissed off, run out half naked, completely, completely ruining the whole pay per view. My God! He drives him down the ramp, gun one twenty, <laughs> <laughs> takes the whole ring out. <laughs> he'd, get, he'd be in a money the bank, money in the bank match, and he'd use his hot air balloon to go up, get the briefcase, and take off. But, but wouldn't be able to because he's got frozen feet. That's <laughs> <laughs> an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final thoughts before we go to the weekly dumpster fire. Uh, that no, let's just get right into this. Get right Dump, into the buck. Like, yeah, the buck yeah, we, we got the experience firsthand last night. Oh, Jesus. Oh. So embarrassing, embarrassing week for the Pirates. Embarrassing season at this point. Uh, one and six on the week. I think the one, the only game they won was on a walk off from Michael Chavis, the boy. I don't know. He's dumpster fire too. We go to the game last night. And the special event was fireworks. So you have to stay the whole night. And uh, ended up being 9-1. The slowest oh. game of all time. Three and a half hours. Of yeah. just, it was bad. I mean, the most exciting part was we had a fan run onto the field in the ninth inning. And it was absolutely electric. Yeah. Guy came sure. in kind of from center field. He's taken off right through. After Eric Stout gave up God knows how many runs. He was just about <laughs> as sick of it probably as the rest of the people there. He takes off bullpen cops nowhere in sight. There's no police on the field. Crowd's going nuts. Gets to the first baseline, and he stops. He realizes he can't get through the netting. He he just he just gives up. <laughs> Maybe the second worst attempt to elude the police besides Jose Tabata's ex-girlfriend stealing that kid from the Altoona <laughs> hospital. That that may be that may be the worst getaway of all time. 
But I, the guy got booed because the cops convened on him and he just gave up. He, he, he realized he couldn't, the, get, couldn't get through the netting. He didn't get better jukes and jives? No, no. It just he, looked he, like his controller disconnected and he just oh, stood there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's embarrassing. If the netting wasn't there, that guy would have been gone. He would have been like oh, yeah. first across the field, like done. There wasn't a cop in sight. He had a, he had the perfect escape plan, but the, the the netting did him in. He couldn't go anywhere. He just gave up. He looked around. He's like confused, and then he just put his head and hands down. <laughs> I think defeated. Yeah. 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 See that that's a damn shame that that's the most exciting thing going on at a major league baseball game. Now, I listened to him overnight. Because I work night shift, and I was so upset I wasn't able to get to any games this week because I want to see Boston. I want to get up the Fenway, and I want to go to a Boston game. I, I, I've liked Boston Red Sox for a long, long time. And the, the, the one takeaway I have from this dumpster fire is when Brian Reynolds got ejected, you could tell that that guy wants to win. He's sick of losing. I think he was quoted in saying after the game that he's just sick of losing. Yeah. And you could tell. And it's it, it's – it, 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 as a person of that caliber, he's a leader on your team. He's your center fielder. For him to get upset and argue balls and strikes, get ejected, and then come out the next day, hit a two-run home run in the first inning, he, he's been pretty consistent, and he's the most consistent in your team right now. But he he shows he's got the passion to win. you got to help that guy out. you got to feel for that guy as well. Yeah, I mean, the, even, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Ryan, go ahead. You know what the biggest, like, kick in the teeth is, though? So, like, after you lose 9-1, to one, all the players are bringing their kids out to watch the fireworks. If I'm losing 9-1, to one, kids, you don't deserve fireworks. Daddy <laughs> doesn't deserve a show. You're yeah. leaving. You're getting yelled at in the car on the way home. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the last place Reg just shelled Daddy in the ninth for five minutes. <laughs> like, we got we to gotta go. I can't stick around here any longer. Well, I mean, it's bellies bad. for winners. <laughs> it's bad when, you know, even, like, the workers there are making jokes about it. Like I'm in line to get a nice refreshing beverage beginning of the game. Guys like, I don't know if I can sell you any beer. I'm like, okay. I was like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, you look pretty big. They may need you to play out there tonight. (laughs) He's just making fun of the team. Like all the jokes, all the workers are laughing, you know, the bullpen, they're growing a garden in the bullpen. They're throwing up jalapeno peppers and stuff to people in the crowd before the game. Like it's like sideshow after sideshow just to distract from the abomination they're putting on the field. And I, I can't blame everybody there. Like I'd be sick of, I'd be sick of working there too. Like, what's the point of go? It's just like, you know, they get all upset about Dennis Eckersley this week, a hodgepodge of nothingness. Well, that's what it is. Like I weigh more than most of what their batting averages are. And that shouldn't be happening. No, like Greg, like no one wants to spend hard earned money to go to the ballpark and watch Greg Allen hit 158 and strike out four times. What about your boy? Nobody. Fan so. meter. Josh Van meter. I didn't have to see it. He, he wasn't a meter the reader. That's the only place yeah. he should be. Yeah, he should be a meter cop or something. I don't know. He's he's awful, too. Yeah. Final thoughts. I have no more energy towards this team. Um, I'm officially throwing the towel in. No positives. I do have a final thought on the, the Buckos. One positive. Their PR team, if they ever – quit for the pirates somebody's got to sign them because they're at least putting people in the seats oh yeah with the giveaways and the and the fireworks and all drone shows and all that i mean their pr team is phenomenal and that's a damn shame that your pr team is better than the product you put on the field because the product you put on the field should be able to sell and it doesn't but the pr team is able to sell tickets for you 
Yeah, I mean, you, you mean you're not going down to the ballpark to watch Tyler Bede throw three innings as a starter? And get no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think what they should do if you give up a home run and it hits into the river, probably like last night, I think it's Fraley hit one into the river. The pitcher should have to leave the stadium and go fish it out of the river. Think <laughs> about what he's done. I'd be calling for a righty out of the pen. I'd be like, all right, get out of here. Go, f- go find that. You find that ball. You can come back in the stadium. It's not like people putting it in the McCovey Cove where, you know, yeah. you got people out there. Like people put it in a river in the Allegheny and nobody's out there to get it. Yeah, no. I'll go a step further. You make them put a little sailor suit on, too, that obviously doesn't fit them, <laughs> like a child-size one, have yeah. them paddle out. <laughs> Robert's final thoughts, Pirates, Buccos. I know somebody close to me that is uh, still stressing a over-under bit of total wins this year. Yeah. Not going to give that name away. <laughs> Hopefully they took the under. <laughs> what was no. the over-under? I think it's 64, like 60. 63 and a half. There's no way. Well, they're at 40, what, 47 right the old man. They're at 47 with how many games left? Probably about... They, they, they have to go like 500. They have to go 500. I, I, I don't know. Like that one guy says yeah, on that betting site, the the best teams lose more than 62, and the worst teams win more than 62. So maybe. Well, luckily top. for the, luckily for the under, Zach Thompson's still pitching every five days, so that's just an automatic. <laughs> you ain't have to watch a game if you're if you're someone who's into sports gambling and you see Zach Thompson is the probable pitcher for the Pirates, you may as well put your life savings on whoever. the They could be playing the Savannah Bananas or whoever that team is. It won't matter. This dude's just going to get shelled. If you see him pitching, it's be like Tom and Jerry, but when Tom's like eyes roll in the back of his head, it just turns into $2 <laughs> signs. <laughs> That's honestly what he should be happening. Somebody's going to take your advice there, and then he's going to come out and pitch a gem. He's going to have like a no-no. Oh, he'll, yeah, he'll throw a perfect game. Yeah, that'll be what happens. That damn Andrew McDermott. It's beating a dead horse every week. So I think we say the same stuff. It's, just yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to beat up on them because like it's our hometown team and they're just such a pathetic franchise where it's not even like you can blame the players for being put in that position. It's just management throwing together this terrible roster. And like if you're a mid-tier guy or even a low-tier guy, like most of the roster is like, hey, you're in the majors. You know, you want to win. You're not being put in a position to win. It all comes back to uh, Bob spend nutting, get nutting. That's that's what it all falls on. And uh, if you still believe they're going to be contending here in the next year, uh, yeah, you're 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 clueless. Yeah. Josh, any thoughts on the Buckers? I just have to reiterate on the PR that he said they must have went to like the Jackie Moon School of Promotion because they're. <laughs> Of giving people free corn dogs to put butts in seats. Yeah. That, honestly, I would buy season tickets if they're in a promotion where if a starting pitcher or relief pitcher gives up more than like four or five runs in a game, they have to wrestle a bear the next night. That's how they should be determining that bullpen. We'll see who, we'll see who can uh, earn that spot whenever Eric Stout's in there getting slapped around by a grizzly bear. bear. (laughs) Mauled by a bear. That'll, That'll thin out. It's a trophy. It's 15 feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. College football. I really got nothing. 11 days till the backyard brawl for Pitt fans. 11 days till (laughs) Purdue for Penn State fans. And uh, that's that's all I got. Pray for Ryan Roberts September 1st. That's all. Uh, Backyard brawl. He's going to be. Pray for my liver and pray for everything I have. Pray for the carcass. I said we should honestly uh, pull our money together 
buy a GoPro and just strap it on Robert's head for the whole game just to see what is happening from his perspective. Because it won't be. I have any- one. I could let him borrow it. It'll be a POV. It'll be right here. I got one. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Unreleased. Or we could do the chest. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to get. Yeah. We'll get a chest mount for him. Yeah. We ever, if, we get, if we get over 20 likes on the YouTube this week, we're getting, we're, I'm <laughs> yeah. doing it. All right. How about, yeah, if we hit 40 subscribers on YouTube, we'll harness a GoPro to Roberts and send them in the Akershore Stadium against the Mountaineers. All right, that's all I got on Pitt. Roberts, anything else from Pitt? Nothing? Nope. Ten days, buddy. All right. Penguins notes, they signed one guy from Boston College, but other than that, quiet. Don't care yet. Didn't they, something about that that coach, what did they, uh, they promote him? Todd Reardon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, not much on them yet. They still have, what, about a month, I think. It's September, like, 25th or something they start. But yeah, we don't see much till then. All right, let's get into the weekly segments. We got Idiot of the Week. We got a few noms. Uh, who wants to start? Um, I'll kick us off if we yeah, want to. Mine, mine sounds like I'm heartless at first, but it involves, you know, we were at Ocean City last week. Uh, and the hey, Seinfeld. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. How were the soft shell crabs? Soft shell crab sandwich was phenomenal. 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 Chef's kiss. Yes. So, as the Seinfeld saying goes, uh, the sea was angry that day, like an old man trying to send back soup at a deli. So, there's people just getting ragged on all day. You know, you can't go out more than 20 feet into the surf. And the only reason I picked this person as the idiot of the week, three teenagers walk by and the ones, I don't know why they're not anybody out there. It's not even that bad. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in my chair behind the lifeguard stand trying to relax, and I hear some lady going, hey, kid, come back in. <laughs> you look out, said kid who said the surf wasn't bad or anything, just getting dragged down the shore. Lifeguard has to go in, pull him back out, and he just looks like a dog that just got out of the groomers, you know, soaking wet, just standing there, looking like a total clown. So, idiot of the week was the kid who said the surf wasn't bad, don't know why they're not laying anybody in. Next thing you know, he's getting dragged like a Mr. Yuck sticker back to shore 10 minutes later. Uh, my immediate lock. All right. Second. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, I have two if you want them. Or do you just want one? No, just one. Everyone, just yeah. one? Yeah. All right. So just one. So I'm going to have to go with this one. Went up to Grove City Prime Outlets yesterday. Father-in-law wanted to take kids up for school shopping okay let's go up the prime outlets drive up there get up there we eat lunch walking around we're doing the shopping i see they got a zoomies there the only other zoomies i know about is in ross park mall so do you guys know what a zoomies is it's like the skate shop kind of yeah thing. Yeah. yeah but they got a, like good apparel in there and stuff yeah. so i really wanted to i've wanted a spitfire hoodie for a while they had them in there so I walk in, look at the price, 70 bucks, okay? And I also got this shirt. This shirt was like 27 I got like four stickers to put on my hard hat at work. So I walk in, I'm bullshitting with the one guy who's working there. He's a cool cat. He's my idiot of the week. So <laughs> as I said, $70 hoodie, $27 shirt. I think the stickers were like two bucks a piece, so six bucks. So I rounded up real quick in my head, 100 bucks. Okay. So I'm bullshitting with him. He tells me my total, 42 and some change. I said, okay, maybe something was on sale. Like, I didn't even think about it. So 
I'm waiting there, take my card out of the card reader, and you know, I'm I'm going to leave, and he's like, oh, oh, your receipt. I was like, okay. So I get my receipt, and I'm walking out, and I'm looking at, at the receipt. There's the shirt. There's the four stickers, three, four stickers, whatever. He didn't ring up my hoodie. I got a seventy dollar hoodie for free. So I'm walking out of Sumi's, and I look at. Amanda, I look at my wife and I go, we got to get as far away from here as we can because I'm like, if he's like, hey, sir, I didn't, I didn't ring out. No, forget you, bud. You just gave me a $70 hoodie for free. Idiot of the week, guy giving away free apparel, <laughs> then $70 for free. <laughs> it was like a donation. <laughs> Roberts, you got any? No idiots this week, buddy. Josh, you got any? Yeah, I do. It would be LA Dodgers reporter David Vassay. um the dodgers were playing in milwaukee in milwaukee for those of you who don't know have a giant slide where bernie their mascot i think it's called bernie chalet where he rides down this jumbo slide whenever the brewers hit a home run idiot went down lost control hit the walls (laughs) and stop at the bottom broke two bones in one wrist and cracked six (laughs) and then uh refused to really talk about it all week and whenever people brought up he kind of got pissed about you know him being an idiot yeah, I mean the last the last time you saw someone come out of uh, the Brewers Stadium that beat up was when Randall Simon got a hold of him with a baseball. <laughs> so that's that's, that's only the second worst time that someone's come out of there with some broken ribs, contusions, who knows what else. How many times did he say "Oh crap" coming down that slide? It had to be twelve. Oh, oh crap! Yeah. Oh crap! The whole way down. And he looked like like a little kid that like has never seen a slide before and is just like letting himself go on it like. You see the videos of these people, like, they'll go on that slide. They, like, know, like, all right, you'll put your feet out, and there's, like, a padded part. He just came flying around the turn like he was at Daytona and just slammed into it. No, <laughs> he's no regard at all. They're running he's, three wide. He started legs first, but he ended up neck first. He's, like, like <laughs> how do you do that? It's a kid's he's toy. Come in. Uh, uh, yeah. That's a tough look. Like, it's made for children. You're an adult, and you just broke, like, three bones in your arm. <laughs> it looked like Peter Griffin falling head first out of his, like, family family room window. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it looked like. Him just, like, no regard for himself. And then he's he's here, oh. <laughs> he's just laying there in a heap at the bottom. Well, I have a nomination, but I'd say it's more of an honorable mention. Like, Andrew said, we're at the beach. But, like, if you're feeding seagulls at the beach, there's a special place in hell for you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're enabling seagulls. Seagulls are the most worthless creatures. And literally... Any society of a beach is in ruin because of you. Because seagulls are the most annoying things of all time. And they just swarm like anything. So society's in ruin. But just that's an honorable mention. So did you ever see the video that those kids they put laxatives in the food and then fed it to seagulls and they pooped on everybody? (laughs) Now that's that's funny, but but it's still wrong. I agree with you, Ryan. That's that's wrong. Not a good look. Do you have an honorable mention for idiot of the week where we could have a potentially two time idiot of the week uh if you want me to give it yeah so at work the other day i walk into work and i was talking to my friend joe bordnero and he goes oh you make it big time you you're full-time on the podcast i was like yeah they asked me you know i that's an offer i can't refuse you know what i mean so he's like oh you're gonna become famous and rich and quit here i was like that's the plan bud so (laughs) he's like as long as you nominate rio for idiot of the week every week i'll get behind it i was like all right I was like, but you got to give me something. He's like, oh, I got you today. So he told, tells me, Rio's walking around Euro-stepping around everybody and trying to break people's Jesus ankles. Christ. Did Rio even play basketball? 
No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the least for courts. So he's Euro-stepping, right, around everybody. So in my line of work, we deal with some fine powders, and there's uh, polished concrete on the one part of the our building. And it gets real slick when, when you get carbon on the ground. Like, it's like you're skating. So he went, and Joe was like, hey, Euro-step around, Euro step around Nick. So he went to Euro-step and lost control. And <laughs> one leg went way further, you know. And he went down in a heap thinking he pulled his groin or something. So he's going to be out three to six, you know, with core muscle surgery, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, what a jag wagon, you know. Just You, you didn't even play basketball. Yeah, you can't be your yeah. stepping and blowing your groin out at work. That's just a bad look for anybody, let alone uh, a previous yeah. idiot of the week. Yeah, and we've we were actually discussing this week where uh, you know there's some controversy from last week's uh, who ended up winning the idiot of the week. You know, a lot of controversy there. We don't like to name names. Uh, not too happy with his nomination, but you know we're thinking going forward, get some T-shirts made up you know, idiot of the week, and we're going to deliver them to some of these people that win. So uh, Rio might have, like you said, a full sure. closet. He'll might just be dedicated for Rio. He'll yeah. never have to buy merch. And I also heard that last week's idiot of the week, who won, wasn't happy yeah. because he had $15 in his wallet. Well, but that ain't 85 to pay for the whole golf outing, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can maybe buy a, you know, buy a mulligan with that. That's, you know, you know, it's amateur, and I'm sure he'll listen to this because he's a uh, – yeah, he, he's he, he's chomping at the bit to come after us. He wants to come on and, you know, it's 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 not going to end well for him because he's like you tired. Said, he's tired of the have, Mason slander. Get out of here. Yeah, we have the mega powers on this podcast, let alone it's now a mix of the four horsemen. So it'll it'll be like doink the clown coming on here <laughs> and it, it, that, and it's just not going to end well for him. It'll be Colin and, Delaney if you remember him <laughs> and and. Big A, double A, Art Anderson, just going to be suplexing him, the bodyguards, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, you got some Ric Flair's out. Woo! But, yes. All right, those are the idiots. And then uh, we'll wrap up Pittsburgh Random Athlete of the Week, and then we're done. Who wants to go first there? Uh, I'll go last today. We'll right. mix up the order. Roberts, Roberts, you take the horn. Take it on this one. I'll go first. Hey, I'm, back to the, I'm going back to the roots. I'm going with a nice bucko here. <laughs> Ryan Domit. I share. Oh, fuck. That was my. Oh. I have two. Oh. That was mine. Oh, no. Ryan Domit. Everybody forgets him. Solid catcher. Everybody loves him, but that guy's a random athlete of the week for me. I dressed up as, as him for Halloween one year. That's awesome. That was my. I got two, though. Don't worry. All right. Who's next? Josh, you got one? Yes, I do. And this came from a meme that I was cleaning out my phone. So this came from probably about 10, 12 years ago. It was from a Steelers-Chiefs Monday night game. There was a fan there that had a sign, and it said, or maybe it was Sunday night, but it said Pittsburgh Sports Power Rankings. Number one, Penguins. Number two, Tyler Palco. Number three, <laughs> Penguins. Number four, Pittsburgh Pirates. So I'm going to have to throw it out with Tyler Palco. Tyler Which, Palco. Oh, man. That's a deep cut. <sighs> All right, Dan. Yeah. So real quick. Uh, I am just trying to get Pittsburgh random sp uh, sport athletes with the weirdest names. And one popped into my head earlier this week. Chris Fu Matu Malafala. I almost made him mine. I almost had so, him for this week. When you told us earlier, but anyway, real quick, all-time sports name, I mean, in Pittsburgh. Oh, you know, you got Archimedes Caminera, and now you got Chris Fu Matu Malafala. 
So he just popped into my head, played played the fullback. I mean, yeah, I don't really remember much about him, but you know that's mine. And I hope I can guess Andrews whenever he gives his. I'll let you know. Uh, I have a deep cut here. It's it's not a singular athlete. It's a group. So does anyone remember in WWE whenever the whole Steelers offensive line was in the <laughs> ring with Ben Roethlisberger? Yes. Well, like what was going on there? Oh, that, that's just like randomly popped in my head. Like that's an all-time Pittsburgh segment right there. I believe Max Starks was in that group. If yeah. I'm not yes. mistaken. <laughs> yes. Yes. All I right. Knew- Who- who was Ben yelling at there, though? Because he, he... I can't remember now. I'm going to have to get back and watch it. Yeah, I have no clue. That was my backup because I had Ryan Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I was going to do Chris Fumatu Maafala. That was my original one. And then I'm looking back and I'm like, I got to go with another blast from the past. This man was a cannonball. That destroyed Carson Palmer's knee. You son of a career. gun. Chemo Von Ohoffen. <laughs> Love it. I was going to go chemo <laughs> this week. And then I didn't. I was going to oh, use yeah. him next week. You, you dirty dog. Oh, yeah. Chemo Von Ohoffen. The oh. original, you know, he was the Randy Orton. He was the legend killer before that whole took place. Uh, that whole persona took place. I remember him just rolling into Carson Palmer's leg blown his knee out and that was the end of the Bengals. So yes. that that was the only chemo von Olafen play that I remember as a kid, but it was a significant one and that is my random athlete of the week. And he did it on purpose too. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%, 100%. Uh final thoughts, great great segment there. Yeah. Any fun? Yeah, uh can I ask you guys would you rather real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Would you rather now they're on their prime. Take a fastball in the ribs by Randy Johnson, an uppercut from Mike Tyson, or get hit across the middle by Ray Lewis. Hmm. I'm taking the fastball. <sighs> yeah, I'd have to eat the fastball. And my ribs would look like, was it him that hit the seagull? Yes. And it just, yeah. yeah, that's yes. what my ribs would look like. But uh, Ray Lewis, uh, yeah, he'd kill me. He killed a guy. You'd have like, you'd have, like allegedly, allegedly. the other two. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't want to eat a hit from Ray Lewis or Mike Tyson. I would look like, what was that, a Rock'em Sock'em Robots? That's what I'd look like. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Tyson hit me. My uh, my head would be gone. So I'd have to take the fastball, which, oh, that that would, yeah, no It'd way. It'd be easier because you see it coming, too. Like, you don't expect if you're batting to get hit, but, like, I think you could, like, brace it a little right, bit. Right here. Just, you're oh, wide open. Oh. I'm taking Ray Lewis across the middle. Ooh. Oh. I don't know. That's like the worst. Uh, no, I got I enough scrambled eggs up there. I'm good. That's <laughs> Roberts, what do you got? Mm, probably take a nice Randy Johnson fastball. Now, if it's to the groin, maybe that's a different no, story. No, Dude. The All right, Josh, what are you taking? I'm taking fastball. I think it's just when, like, I, th- I can't remember what roast it was, but Tyson held out just his hand and Steve-O jumped into it. His face got effed up. And Ray Ray, whether or not I get killed or not, he's getting away with it. Gonna- <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, but you got to think the eternal bleeding you're going to get from the big unit. You know what I mean? You're collapsing along easily. I, n- I never oh, yeah. said I had to get to first base I- after. I'm I going to the hospital. 
Fair, fair. Never said I had to get up. Yeah, they're fair. pulling the old Mason Rudolph cart out for me as soon as that thing is. You can. That poor guy didn't even get a cart. Come on now. I mean, he wanted. He had the cart option available. He was just probably so damn concussed <laughs> that I don't know why they didn't. Why they let him get up in the first place? Even if you look back at that, I think it's Zach Banner behind him. He's like. Why are they letting this guy walk? <laughs> He's in a baby no deer. Clue. Fresh out he had no room. clue where he was. He looked like he was in a thriller theme or a music <laughs> video. You know, just looking uh, like Pinocchio when he first got his strings. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Wait, do you, going back to the fastball? Do I get to accessorize beforehand, or is it just like no? So you like, want to tape your ribs up? Step up there and take it. I'm, like bubble, I'm bubble wrapping. Like no, flat no, jacket. no, no, no. no. Whatever you need to play that sport, that's what you get. That's it. Yeah. How many years do you get to prepare for that? Like, is it like the next day or like? Yeah, it's the next day. It's the next day. So like you can't. So like I can't like eat and like look like Babe Ruth in two years. Put some extra padding on there. You're going, buddy. You're going out there with your Leechburg jersey and your three quarter fucking jersey out there, and you're getting ready to. Yeah. Nah, no. I, it'd still be the Johnson fast, Randy Johnson fastball, but that's yeah, it's it's a no win for anybody. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts. Great, great episode. Yeah, a lot of fun. Like thanks always. again, thanks again, Josh, for coming on. Jags expert. Me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I mean, if if the Steelers face the Jags somehow in the playoffs this year, we'll have to do a special episode preview episode for that if that happens we'll also all be playing the lottery you know just as a forewarning but you know yeah thanks for coming on another great episode don't forget to follow us on twitter follow us on instagram and like and subscribe to us on youtube too it helps out a lot and spotify too so we're yeah. on spotify yep all right youngsters episode whatever i think five so <laughs> four yeah all right four. see you guys next week <laughs>